0: Coming right here, drop the tea. You know that it's the team with Queen B. Come right here, drop the tea. You know that it's the team of Queen B. Come right here, drop the tea. You know that it's the team of Queen B. Come right here, drop the tea. You know that it's the team of Queen B. <laughs> the shade. Hey, 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 what's going on to all my kings and queens and in betweens? It's your girl, the one and only Miss B, Queen B. Back up in this. I won't, I won't do that. Okay. Um, of course, y'all know I got my right hand hitting with me. The motherfucking goddess. Hey, hey. And now that I'm thinking about it, Amber, it's almost July 12th. They said that the Pank would be reopened July the 12th. That's coming up. For real. Season two, I believe. What's? The... Ain't no way, because I ain't really seen no preview. Oh, okay, well, I saw a, a date. And maybe they haven't been talking about it because they pushed it back or something like that. I have no idea. What's going on, y'all? We're back. Um, This is episode 12, I believe, of the second season. If you've been rocking in there with us, you know, hanging in there from the beginning, I love you for free. If it's your first time, you know, with us, I tell people every few episodes to buckle up because you just never know what you're going to hear. And I probably should have made that disclaimer before the last episode clearly the last episode if y'all didn't listen to it uh, is a doozy we were talking about men in their boxes or boundaries and like sexual identity all of that it was it it was a lot to unpack but it was a great episode it was so funny so make sure you go listen back to that episode if you're just tuning in so what's been going on with you this week and this week did me dirty i ain't gonna lie this week yeah. was not a good week for me. I mean, one, I'm sick. I don't know. I guess it's a sinus infection. But, oh, yeah, that's a part of my week. The doctor didn't oh, go well. No. They didn't let me see the um, nose and throat doctor. Bullshit. Um, What else happened? My crown f- uh, flew out my mouth when I was flossing. I burned the skin off the side of my mouth with clove oil. <laughs> and then I cut multiple multiple dresses of hair like taking my locks out i don't think y'all understand okay first of all amber's hair is probably between like 20 and 22 inches long naturally so i get a picture of her <laughs> holding up what used to be a bony braid from her faux locks or whatever and it's struggled to the core and there's like the whole things sticking out like mm. but i did it in three different places the really devastation did. it's like a butcher haircut or something it really is i mean it's very much giving bang in the front oh my God. I mean, it's just like a little piece so thankfully you have thick hair and you know you don't have to go through those you know things but yeah it's noticeable to me because i see your hair like it's sticking out right there thank you right there for pointing that out. Yeah, this week did me dirty, Also, all So, you know, I'm going to have a better week next week. Yeah, they did say something about... <clears throat> I don't know if, you know, people make it all funny or they're like, you know, they don't know if Mercury's in Gatorade or whatever. They say, you know, they say other things instead of Mercury in retrograde. They in like... Gatorade. Yeah, they like say dumb stuff or whatever. But I believe that like just ended or something. I, I don't know. I'm not, you know... On that level of astrology in the upper planes and the natal birth charts and all of that but it wasn't the best week for me either as far as you know my healing process I broke a nail down to the meat okay like down to the you know like little kids when they cry but nothing comes out <laughs> and their mouth is just open like <laughs> I mean, you can't see that, but imagine it. <laughs> That's, That's like the girl's go. worst nightmare is having your nail break down to the meat like that. I've oh. seen little videos and shit of that, but it's never really happened to me. Like, I literally was rolling over in the bed, like trying to get leverage because my knee has been bothering me to turn over, so it takes me a little bit more effort. So, I put down my hands, like, into the mattress, and it literally just... Flipped it and reversed it, like, snap it. I heard it happen, like... It was bleeding for a minute, too. I was not very happy about that. But, moving on in the week, you know, we're just going to... You know, maybe we need to do some Sage, some Palo Santo. (laughs) You know, get our Chi back right, our Zen, whatever, because... Look, I was just... I was through this week. Anyway, um, moving on... In news entertainment gossip all all the latest teas and life, all that good stuff, I don't know about y'all. I know that here we're in Maryland, we have had some severe rain come through and have had several flood watches that have happened just in the last week, but new york New York has been getting it, honey, like mm-hmm. pounded like you know, I know we're all seeing videos and pictures now of. Flooded subways and, first of all, mortified. Mortified. The streets. Imagine the the. I just got rats in my head. Oh my god. The train. Like, can you imagine? Oh my god. I can't even think about. It. Like the the water was black. Can you imagine where that water was coming from? Through the tunnels. I just had to call my job, told them I couldn't make it. I mean, they was really taking a damn swim to get to the damn metro. I mean, they literally, I'm like, there is no way that you would be able to get me. I don't care what job, what errand I have to run. Some girl was saying that, you know, she needed to go pick her kid up from daycare. The daycare will understand, okay? How long is she going to leave her kid there? Shit. I All mean, night. the water was subsiding, you know, mm. like, I was looking at her, the video that she had, and like, across the street, it was, you know, not as high or whatever, so, it was just really, uh, you know, be right time, right place, literally, New York was flooded, and that shit was disgusting, like, mm. yuck, anyway, so, hopefully, you know, everybody made it out, I saw a couple of rescues and stuff like that, but... That's wild. I mean, everybody was talking about global warming and stuff like that um, on social media. If you don't think global warming is real, like, stop being ignorant. You probably voted for Trump. Um. <laughs> In other news, we have our Black Girl Joy moment. This girl that everyone is talking about, Zayla avantgarde, who is the first African-American girl to win the National Script Spelling Bee kudos okay tens across the board okay y'all i'm clapping for my girl right now um this the spelling felony is near and dear to my heart because there i competed on the same level i definitely have been in that world and it's something that you you dream about you know when you're training for it and you have a i had a coach and had to You know, go through a thousand words a day and learn countries of origins and all of that. Like, it's really a sport to some of these kids. And I believe for the past, like, ten or so years, it's been, like, an Indian kid that's won Mm -hmm. the Spelling Bee. So, much love to her. She's, like, really, like, a prodigy. She's, like, good at basketball. She has, like, all these Guinness um, records that she's beat for, like, simultaneous dribbling and all this whatever. Let's just get to the fact that the girl's last name was avant garde. Like, I know what I was like. I like no way. one's talking about that. I'm like, that's a stage name. Literally, her last name is avant garde. I thought that shit was crazy. Um, but I know she has a bright future ahead of her, and you know, I wanted you know her to have that moment to make it you know cool to be smart or to be you know the nerdy kid or you know whatever. I didn't necessarily get a lot of praise. When I was young for, you know, winning the spelling bee, I won my school spelling bee. I did regional spelling bee. I went to the national spelling bee. Okay. I'm talking about placing top 100. Your girl was a genius. What made you want to be in the spelling bee in the first place? It happened in class. It happened in your class. At first, they had a spelling bee in your classroom. Um. Everybody in every grade had a spelling bee in their classroom. And then the winner of the spelling bee for your classroom got to compete for your grade. Okay. And then you got to compete in the school. And then I won that. And then you went to regionals and qualified for that. And had, like... It was a whole big thing. Mm. But my scrapbooks are gone. So, anyway. We're not gonna cry. Um, much love to her. Like, she, she, she's gonna get so many offers from so many colleges. Um... In other news, we're following up on the Surfside Condo Collapse. Okay, y'all, give me two minutes to rant real quick. So, y'all know I love a good conspiracy theory. If you been following the show, I'm always talking about a good conspiracy theory. So, the latest in the saga is... Get in close, y'all. Get in close. Don't don't tell nobody I'm telling y'all this, okay? Don't share this with the government. No, none of that, okay? I haven't heard it, so... Okay, so... The condo that collapsed, apparently... The guy, John McAfee, who supposedly committed suicide, the big computer tech guy, Mm -hmm. right before he got indicted, mysteriously committed suicide the day before, Mm -hmm. allegedly, air quote, he owned a condo in that Surfside condo building that uh, allegedly contained uh, some information on a hard drive or something that was like, deeply involved with like the government and stuff like that and so now you're starting to see photos and videos of different angles of the collapse happen where people say that there are wires snapping but people who are uh, apparently everyone's experts now are saying it looks like a demolition and that the way that it pancaked on top of each other like that is just you know it it, it shouldn't have happened like that and there's no way that it could have happened like that unless it was set up that way that only literally half the building collapsed. Right. So, I mean, when I'm talking about I was deep diving on YouTube about this because there have been so many videos and stuff about how this is all interconnected. Hmm. And you know, I watch too much damn TV <laughs> and I am on YouTube I mean look for for twenty 25 seconds i say tops i was convinced that the earth was flat okay so don't mind me i be deep diving but i'm just saying that sometimes there's something so outrageous sounding could actually be true and the government has a lot of things that they're you know seeking to hide or you know the elite with money and you know it, it it's a lot of bullshit but that's the latest. They have um, you know, switched over from rescue, um, to recovery basically at this point. And they found, I believe, like over seventy something people uh in the collapse now. Of course, they haven't found any survivors and they're just like listing all these families who are basically in bed because it was like one something in the morning who lost their lives and my heart still goes out to them. So Wow. Moving on. In other news, um, Nick Cannon has been under fire lately for basically uh, shooting up the club <laughs> with every woman that he encounters. Crazy. This is Nick Cannon's fourth child, did I say? Who? No. Se- Seventh? Seventh child in four months or something like that. Like, I don't know what exactly the... The numbers oh, are four above. months, yeah. yeah. Four. So they've been talking about just like Nick Cannon now has seven kids mm-hmm. by like four different women or something. And um I guess people were reaching out saying that if a woman was in the same position, would you make her the host of this family friendly show, The Masked Singer? Like, would you give her this platform to still be able to you know, mm-hmm. be on this wholesome show. And Nick Cannon basically went on um, a show with City Girls. I don't know if it was their podcast or mm-hmm. no, I don't think they have a podcast. Okay. okay. Yeah, and was speaking with City Girls and was basically saying in so many words that he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, he asked for the, um, what advice would would they give him. And they was like, "Where are calling them And he was like, but well, I'm having these kids on purpose. Well, yeah, like straight up said he's having kids on purpose which it's just a little nuts because it's like you clearly can't be in relationships with all these women because these kids have come a month after each other and shit like that like they're right behind each other unless you just been dealing with all of them at the same time right my this is that's my only question is what are you telling these women right are you open enough with them to be like this is what it is this is what it's gonna be because they not beefing or nothing Right, there's no... You don't ever hear anything about his baby mamas saying anything on social media. I mean, they do say that Nick Cannon is the, one of the hardest-working black men in the entertainment industry, that he is literally having... He has his hands in everything. That's corny ass, why I do be hitting you? gonna have my baby? Why you yeah. do that kind uh-huh. shit? and she right... Uh-huh. Sign right here. Making tacos, just like I said the last episode. Making tacos... And cleaning up that living room, and giving them girls babies after babies after babies. They cool with it. He breaking them off all lovely, mm-hmm. and they all kind of favor each other. Yeah, they're beautiful women. They're be yeah, they're beautiful women. The kids are beautiful, but he certainly has a type. I just don't right like right behind each other, like yeah, it's, these it's kids weeks apart and shit. It's weird. And Nick Cannon, I don't know if you all know any. Thing in depth about Nick Cannon, but he's very woke. His third eye is very open and he's always talking about exposing, you know, America, exposing, you know, the truth. And, you know, um, he was going to do a documentary on Dr. Sebi and mm-hmm. people were basically like saying like, protect this man at all costs. And I believe on his show at one point in time, he did say something to the effect of he did not plan to be on this earth for a long time. Which, I don't understand why someone that has that mindset would want to make all these kids. What the fuck? Yeah, it just... It just doesn't make sense to me. Nigga, don't be putting on baby in me and talking that shit. Right, I mean... It's giving single mom. Maybe he just wants to leave a legacy where, like, he doesn't want one... You know, he doesn't... Let's say he didn't have kids with anyone else but Mariah it would be like all his money would just go to those kids and maybe he wants to help out like as many kids as he can. Nigga you can you can donate to fucking charity. you ain't got to have a, a kid by every woman you you sleep with. <laughs> yeah I mean I'm pretty sure in the next you know couple years he'll pop out a few more babies yeah I think he going for at least 10 yeah, he's trying to be like Lil Wayne. Anyway, much problem to you. Look, I say he got the money. You know, Nick Cannon is worth a little bag. Two cents a twins, Ain't that some- Yes, yeah, so maybe they're running his family or something. But, look, we've been rocking with Nick Cannon literally since high school. So, he was very corny. But he has made his way, okay? mm mm-hmm. Much shout out, love to you, all that good stuff. I mean, look, break me off. Do you want me to be one of your <laughs> kids? like I will at this point. Y'all baby daddy. <laughs> yeah, baby daddy. Um Wrapping up my uh hot goss and everything this week, the white man who uh gave out his address like a dumbass and was recorded, we had to show you better than we could tell you, okay? Yeah. Um, I do not know this man's name, and I will not give him the dignity of figuring out what it is. But some white guy was basically shouting racial slurs in a way at some gentleman, and basically challenged them and said, "Pull the fuck up on, him. pull up on me, pull up on me." And yes, he was bold. He was bold. We he gave out his address, coming. okay? He said P. Sherman, 42 Wallaby Way, okay? Like, mm-hmm. he was not playing. So, the whole hood showed up and they sang enchanted songs outside his home. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they turned that bitch up. And when I say people showed up, I mean, I think they said it was like a thousand people or something outside this man's house. So,. We're tired, okay? I, I've said this in multiple episodes. Black people, uh, Langston Hughes said it best you know, beware of the day that we change our minds and that we decide to get some unity about ourselves mm-hmm. and fuck shit up. That's correct. Like, you're going to be big mad. What was he thinking? I mean, I think that he probably didn't assume that anything like that would happen like literally people showed up in droves to his house and eventually um the police escorted him out of his house and you can see the video they like are throwing juice on him they're like trying to smack him with the black lives matter flag i mean Mm -hmm. they went crazy on this white man so white folks you're being exposed left and right um, on TikTok, I see so many Karen's get exposed via TikTok. The TikTok army is they're real out here, okay? Girl. The TikTok army is real. Um, so I don't know what charges he was facing, but like I said, black people are getting tired and we ain't got time for that shit. So wrapping up the um hot teas for this week, I keep calling it hot gossip. <laughs> hot teas. Um, so Shaq was on, Shaquille O'Neal was on some show. I don't know if it was a podcast or something. And I guess they were like, you know, talking about maybe like his endeavors outside of, you know, basketball or whatever. And Shaq was like, you know, I don't want to brag about myself. He was like, who owns Marilyn Monroe, Elvis Presley, J.C. JCPenney, Forever 21, Um, something else. And he was like, me. Wow. And I was just like, wow. Like, he got that bag. What do you mean, What do you mean? I don't know if he... I was wondering what that meant, too. I didn't, you know, go into detail and investigate. But I would imagine that it has something to do with, um, like, her name or, like, um... You know, rights to her name. Or... I believe it. Because Shawnee owns a lot of shit. His, his ex-wife. Exactly. So, like, these are things that, you know, people don't think about. You know, there are domain names and things like that that you can put your hands on that, like, let's say you wanted to own, you know, Kim Kardashian.com. Mm-hmm. If you would have got to that shit before her, she would have had to pay you to get her name back. Right. Because you own it. So, um, shout shout out to you. I don't know if you're still making tennis shoes, um, (laughs) but I hope that's not a part of your (laughs) um, financial endeavors. Stupid. I have seen a few TikToks of Spanish men wearing fresh ass shacks, so... I would imagine that they're floating around at a Ross near you. (laughs) Okay, if you wear a size 27, you are in luck. Stupid. That shack is in your size. Um, do you have anything else to wrap up, um, hot tea this week before we get get into the history? Um, I did just see this, um, New York police officer who apparently, um punched a, a black lady in the throat at the Walmart. What? He's on administrative leave. Like get the hell out of here. That's a surprise. I'm tired of this, man. <laughs> tired of it. Tired of y'all accusing us, abusing us, killing us, pulling us over for no reason. Just 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 downright just ugh, dreadful. Well, one on a lighter note, I definitely also saw that My faves Bianca Carl Thomas Dave Hollister And Donnell Jones Have formed a group Ooh. Called The Shy Cause they all from Chicago Didn't oh, know that either Oh I didn't know that Okay yeah. so who is this Donnell Jones Okay Carl Thomas And Dave Hollister Oh, this... Okay, so they're trying to do um the the TNT. Now, you tag. know damn well what came... And I think this is going to work out better because they don't got the egos that Genuine and them got. Now, the last group... The last men to pull off successfully... I know TNT, that was Genuine, Tyrese, and, um, and, Tank. and Tank. The ones who did it before was LSG. Okay? Mm. Which was Johnny Gill, mm. Gerald Levert, and... Um, who was it? Johnny Gill, Gerald Levert, and... Um, Keep Big Sweat? Up. Keep Sweat? What? Yeah. What? Uh-oh. LSG. Oh. You don't remember him telling me, <laughs> we must take advantage. Oh, real, okay, before I cut this off, now that we're talking about Keep Sweat real quick, I know, I know, I'm crazy, y'all. Stay with me. Um, So the verses that came on last week or like two weeks ago whatever was um was what's his name Bobby Brown versus Keith Sweat mm-hmm. and there were a lot of people there was an article that came out that was talking about how Keith Sweat was still so jealous of Bobby Brown even at this stage in his life even though Bobby looked pregnant yeah and like how Keith Sweat kept trying to like put Bobby Brown down and be shady in so many ways and Bobby Brown wasn't feeding into him Mm-hmm. And he was like, um, you know, he kept encouraging him to drink and stuff like that, you know, knowing, you know, his fight with sobriety mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And they were like, you know, you know, Keep Sweat had the looks and, you know, he was successful and still so bitter, mm-hmm. you know, to someone who really is just trying to make it just like you. Wow. Yeah. And it was a whole article. And I was just like, you know what? He was kind of hating on your boy Bobby Brown. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I ain't watched all of that, but I didn't either because there's only but so much bang like a sheep I can take. I can't wait though to hear this. Yeah. Um. Okay, y'all. We're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. (laughs) Hey guys, if you're at home right now thinking, dang, how can I start my own podcast and you got some stuff to say, you need to definitely utilize Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast and it is free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will also help distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's dope because, you know, sometimes some of us get a little, you know, frazzled about who's listening or not, but you can still make your coins. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, y'all, so this week, um, which is now history, you know, I like to switch it up a little bit. It's now a piece of our history. It just recently happened. The president of Haiti was assassinated. His name was Jovenel Moise. I don't know how to pronounce that, but everything about it sounds fishy. Yeah. I mean, everything about it. First of all you assassinated the president of a country but y'all are saying that Colombians had something to do with it. That it was Colombians and Haitian American men. Mm -hmm. So you mean to tell me that some men in Florida came over to Haiti to... I I don't even know how you got involved with the Colombians to assassinate the president. Like, it sounds like something out of a movie. Mm-hmm. It sounds crazy. And you know, I don't think people realize the gravity of what that is. You're talking about the assassination of the leader of a country. Yeah. Like wh- what? Right. That's like someone assassinating our president. You would not you wouldn't think that that would happen the amount of security that they had this all of it sounds fishy and it's not even that big right now like in the media yeah i mean it has nothing to do with us so you know um apparently i guess they were saying something to the effect of haiti was asking for the u.s to send in troops or something and biden wasn't really feeling it it was like he wasn't really trying to touch the issue and i mean first of all it's haiti it's a black country Mm -hmm. that you know That has its own independence so you know they don't depend really on you know anybody else and they're very proud of that and now you have this horrific thing that's happened and it just has scandal written all over it Mm -hmm. not only that you've been seeing in the media that these pictures of these 57 men who were involved Colombian men looks something out of a photo shoot like there's like this super white balanced background and it doesn't look like men that are actually sitting in like a jail cell it looks like someone with a professional camera said I'm gonna take this picture of y'all girl you have to look at that because you saw it Mm -mm. oh my gosh I'm gonna show you because a a lot of people were just saying that it's just you know what is the motive behind this it'll come out eventually I think it's Fresh, but it right. all come out now. They did. Something, someone, uh, you know, was alleging that there had been some unrest between the uh, president of Haiti and the people. But you're telling them that some people from another country, illegals from another country, right, came in and assassinated your president in his home. Right? Where's your security, sir? I'm so confused right now. Like, how does that even happen? But i hope that haiti is able to regroup from all of this i mean they already go through enough as it is but the whole story is just crazy and like you said it doesn't have like national attention Mm -hmm. like of course again that's america for you so (laughs) there's that moving on so this week y'all um we're kind of Piggybacking, like started at the bottom. Now we're here from last week's episode. Again, recapping last ep- last week's episode. If you weren't around for it, do yourself a favor go back and listen to it. Boxes or boundaries, boundaries or boxes, whatever one is called. But. Uh, We were just exploring, you know, some of the ideals of sexuality from the man's perspective. We had taken a poll on social media, you know, just to see where niggas was at, basically. Mm -hmm. And we found, you know, that a lot of men are more open in their sexual exploits than maybe they might let on. And basically... You got to get on board. The world is one big freak now at this point. (laughs) That's what it sounded like to me via social media. So it got me to thinking about um, just, you know, gender roles maybe and also, like, expectations of, you know, what your quote-unquote sexuality includes as far as, you know, what's okay for a man, what's okay for a woman, and just, like, you know, where did we get all of this ideology about, like, sex? Like, where did we learn about it from? Mm-hmm. And when I start to, you know, go back, I, Amber, I sent you this thread. I don't know if you saw it on mm-hmm. Facebook. So, I'll start there. The thread basically said that um, um, relationships are failing because men have to be likable now. Mm-hmm. And on, on first glance, I know it's going to be some of my men that's listening, but hear me out. The, the thread was basically just saying that now men are forced to be likable because they are not a necessity. Right. That they are not needed. That back in your great-grandparents' time, in your grandparents' time, you needed a man to open a bank account. You needed a man to drive a car in some places to get a license you needed a man to do everything so a lot of women did get married out of just the necessity to have to have a man in their life which is which makes sense and um is the reason why it's you know you see these older couples have been married for 50 years or something like that and it's like oh that's because you know, yeah. I was probably doing, I told you, I talked to this lady in my job and she said she had been married for about 50 years. And I was like, Well, how did you do it? How have you been married so long? And she was like, Easy. He did his thing, I did mine. Right. So that's what I'm getting from that. More of those um, beneficial relationships. Correct. You you probably needed his ass. Right. And, and you were doing your thing the whole time. He probably was cheating on you all them years. But right. you get to say, I've been married 50 years. It sounds good. Yeah. And at some point in time, I'm sure that it was. At some point in time, it was, you know, I'm waking up next to this person. They know me better than I know myself. I'm happy now. But were there probably years of turmoil and strife and all of that in between that shit? Probably. And so the thread was basically just saying that, you know, women moved out of the necessity of having a man to the point where uh, you have to be coming to the table with more than they can do for themselves. Right, let me get shit. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, you need to be likable, where's your sense of humor, do you believe in God what's your spirituality, you know mm-hmm. all of that, and now, you know, especially, you know with the with the black younger community kind of waking up and, you know, we see more and more couples, you know, talking about praying together and spirituality and things like that, I literally grew up with a grandparent who didn't ever go to church mm-hmm. and would drop my grandmother off and chill in the van until church was <laughs> over, okay? <Yeah. laughs> and I remember that. That was the norm for years, wasn't it, Amber? Mm-hmm. For years. And it wasn't a bad thing, but they were just two different people. He like, I'm, I'm gonna get you where you gotta go, but I ain't going in there. Right. And it took a, a, a long time for... Um, my grandfather to kind of just warm up to, you know, the idea where he was at, I guess, with his own spirituality. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess as you get older, you better hold to his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I just touch yes. hand <laughs> Okay, you better hold on to it tight. <laughs> because you ain't getting no younger, okay? You gotta find the light. So, You know, it's those differences now that a lot of, you know, women would just not put up with and say, no, this is who I am and I require a man who is spiritual and he's this and he's that. And she can require those things because she don't need you, nigga. (laughs) Right. And so (laughs) it just got me um, to thinking about generationally, you know, how we're taught about sex and sexuality spills over into how women deal with their husbands and how husbands deal with their wives you know we're not you know um the the first place that you kind of hear about sexuality I don't know for me is probably church and and I'm saying hearing about sexuality in terms of it's nothing you need to be concerned with Mm -hmm. and that the opposite of learning about your body and um you know, and I shouldn't say sexuality. I would just say, you know, sexual knowledge in any type of way. We're taught, we were taught, we grew up in a fairly religious household. You know, you just don't do it. Mm-hmm. it you abstinence. You know, you, you are part of, I mean, we joined a group called Best Friends. That was a girl's group that advocated <laughs> abstinence for young girls. Literally, like... <laughs> As you walk this road, okay? Like, and so when you grow up with that mentality, of course you don't have any positive reinforcement about what it should feel like to you if something feels right, if something feels wrong, or Mm -hmm. any of that. Mm -hmm. The first thing that I heard outside of, you know, church and, you know, you have to be married in X, Y, and Z was you know, I got my period, and my mom was like, you know, you can have a kid now. Right. And you're literally the only conversation I remember. Yeah, like, literally, it was like, you can have a kid, and you don't need to be out here being fast with these boys. Right. And so much of that is drilled into us by our black mothers especially, that just put it in our head that like boys there's nothing you need to be concerned with yeah and so by the time it comes around to you hitting puberty and figuring out who you are as a young woman I mean all they gotta do is give you a little piece of attention right and you I mean you had the past right (laughs) exactly (laughs) and you know it starts so young and i I know, you know, people don't want to hear that, but in having that conversation that we did about, you know, where men stand as far as what they do in the bedroom, it's these very rigid concepts of, you know, this is what you do, this is what you don't do, X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. I mean, back in the day, we were really only having sex to procreate. Mm-hmm. And sex was not talked about as a thing of pleasure. It's something that the body did to create more life. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like, oh, yeah, this is your pleasure center. This is how you get closer to your partner. It was like, no, have them babies because the Lord said so. Like, right. So you hear so many of those stories of, I mean, look at the color purple. You know, he said, you know, just like he just, got on top of me and did his business. Right. <laughs> she said, when you're sound, like he's going to the bathroom on you. Right. That's what it feel like. <laughs> but... <laughs> um, and yeah. we don't know. I mean, I can say it now that, you know, I have a sister. We're a year apart that we indulged in those conversations amongst ourselves but it's like, what kind of conversation would you want your... Because they don't want to seem like they with the shit. So, it's like, what kind of conversation would you want them to have with you about thing. sex? I'm pretty sure at some point in time, mom had a conversation with the boys about, like, masturbation and stuff. I don't think so. You don't think so? Mm-mm. I I guess now we'll have to ask you, on, But, like... Because why would she have a conversation with them about that, but not us about anything? I don't know. I feel like boys... I I mean, because women masturbate as well. They do, but I feel like boys can't help it. Like, when they're coming into their own, it's like... I don't think it's a difference. It's a hormone thing, and, like, they literally can't help but touch their Peter. And, like... (laughs) They need to know that, like, this means that you can get aroused by, like... So, what's the difference between that and us having pillows and um, teddy bears and shit? <laughs> I mean, the difference. And there is no difference, but... I don't think she had a conversation with them about that. I, I mean, maybe That's not. Usually, that And then, what what conversation do you have <laughs> to clean up after yourself? Don't do it in a sock? I mean, I don't know what that conversation would consist of, but you know like when you see um movies like um what was that meet the parents mm-hmm. and like bet midler was like this like sex therapist and she was like so open about you know sex and this and that or whatever and he grew up with that mm-hmm. and and it was something you know like she wanted to be open and like you know you should be enjoying that or whatever and no one ever tells you that no Mm -hmm. one ever tells you that sex should feel good or what you should and shouldn't do I can't see myself telling my kids that sex is supposed to feel good either not saying that it should come from your parents I don't think that but I do think that when we're taught when we start sex ed and like stuff like that it never comes from a place of like you know you're getting to know your body, and like this is, you know, they tell you it's normal because they don't want to tell, they don't want to make it seem like they with this shit. advocating for right. Sex. So then it's like, how do we learn? Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, I literally you remember know you standing at the mailbox as a kid having a conversation about how to kiss, literally <laughs> play by play with my friend Janisha at the freaking mailbox literally talking about how long you put your lips on a boy's lips. Like, where do you insert your tongue? Like, I literally... <laughs> I mean, I guess you have a conversation with somebody. It's probably not gonna be your parents, but I mean, everyone, I guess, has someone to talk about that stuff with. Yeah. Whether it be an older sibling, cousin, a friend, somebody fast in the neighborhood. Someone. I don't know that I would necessarily have a conversation about the intimate things of sex with my child if I had one I think that I would let my child know that I understand that you might really think you love this person and that like you can't go on without them and your body is lusting after them in ways you know like that's how you get caught up Mm -hmm. like that's when you think you in love and you bust it wide open and five years you look back and be like damn why that nigga I think Some that conversation with mom though yeah and like I think I had a conversation with mom about loving someone and like how I felt about them and like when I was first you know feeling those feelings of having like a real boyfriend and like I couldn't control my emotions about everything you know what I'm saying it's like oh well you know it's your first love or you know whatever but first of all mom is not the right person because I want to say she like she was like devastated when she found out I lost my virginity. Well, <laughs> probably because you know, you were the baby girl, and like I was also like 18. <laughs> yeah, but you were like, she still, was like, oh my god, my baby. Yeah. I was like, oh, you were still kind of innocent. Okay. Like, okay, y'all, I'm just telling you, Amber, first of all, Amber. Literally just blossomed like over the, like the summer one year. It was like, you know, when the girl comes back and they'd be like, Who is that? And they're just like, <laughs> it's, Y'all me, this too many <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Amber. Disney movies. It's me, Amber. like you just blossom over that Amber literally had beastage. I did go from a, from from a training bra to a C cup overnight. L- literally, it was like in the span of like the summer, mm-hmm. it was like you just blocked, like you had boobs and everything out of nowhere <laughs> and it was just crazy. And you know when you're even even when your body is going through that transition or whatever like I remember the first time looking in the mirror and realizing I had a big butt mm. and I was like in middle school I never had that I was moment. probably going I was like the summer going to ninth grade mm-hmm. when like <clears throat> all right y'all boom I'm gonna kick y'all the story real Here quick sidebar the first day of no it was eighth grade I first showed up that summer and like I had got like a new wardrobe. This is the first time I was allowed to dye my hair. My hair was blonde. I was getting a little bit older. So some of the chub was coming off of me. (laughs) And if you look at me, my seventh grade picture to my eighth grade picture, it was a huge change for me. Ooh. The seventh grade picture, Amber. No, maybe it was a sixth grade picture with the Dijon purple top. Oh on. yeah. <laughs> okay, so when you look at my eighth grade picture, I had on like the Moschino shirt or whatever, okay. the black with the. Okay, so it was a very different place for me going into eighth grade, and literally on the first day of school, there were people who didn't know who I was because I had the blonde hair. I did have the Mary J. Blanche flip with the bang, like <laughs> you couldn't tell me nothing. Yeah. Okay. Yes, with the azore skirt, say less, okay? But, you know, I was coming into that age of, like, figuring out boys and, you know, my first kiss and, like, stuff like that. And I I don't know if it's totally appropriate to want to have that relationship with your child. But as close as I am to my mother now as an adult... I wish that I could have been that close with her as a child. But it's like, you know, you're maintaining that parent you know, child dominance or whatever. So, like, I can't be busting it up with you about kissing boys in the but locker. But you bay. did tell, <laughs> but you did tell mom a lot more than I did, which is why y'all were closer than me and her were because she just looked at me as the sneaky one, which she still says I am. You were a cat, and literally, I sh- as I should have been. And but you shared a lot that I didn't. So y'all be talking about stuff, and I just sit there like, mm-hmm. well, you literally wouldn't say a word, right? A- <laughs> yeah and she, she didn't like my, my, my choice in in guys or nothing and you would come home and just tell it all I wasn't saying shit she was like yeah her sneaky ass <laughs> so y'all were definitely closer um than me and her were when we were younger I don't know why I'm, I mean I'm just an open person in general but um I would say that getting a little bit older and having to you know figure out you know, getting through that awkward stage of like, you know, figuring out like, are you sexy? And Mm. you know, I mean, at at what point do you, you know, it's like, okay, when you're a teenager, it's just like, you're doing it, but that's it. (laughs) It's like, you're doing it, but that's it. Like, you're trying to find that moment after school or something like that, you know, to get it popping. It's like a three minute affair. Like, (laughs) you just keep it moving like at what point do you bust out the lingerie you know what i'm saying it's an adult probably because like, i that's yeah because you know you ain't seen that that. changes too. yeah it does it changes and so you know that the conversation that we were having you know with men about um You know what they're comfortable with in the bedroom and stuff like that like literally nine times out of ten when you are our age the first thing that you saw that had to do with like sex sex and sexuality was like booty call like (laughs) you know about you know just the raging hormones or like you snuck and watched cinemax and like Saw, you know, white ladies getting head on the side of the pool or something then like that. you saw Uncut, late at night on TV. Yeah. I want to know what the thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the conversation was just like so intriguing to me just about like, I, I had to ask, like, w- what was the first time that I thought about, you know sex you know like or am I gonna have sex or like what am I supposed to do mm-hmm. or like you know I mean you, if you think about that if you fall into the hands of the wrong man mm-hmm. he could warp your your idea of what sex is supposed to even be right I mean he might think slapping every bitch that he fucked is normal so right <laughs> so oh, hold on so who was your first again? was that Okay, he was my first, and it was like the total but were you thinking about it before him though like I don't think I don't think we were I wasn't thinking about it in the context of every time like we was having a conversation, like we were talking about it before it happened, like a you know are you ready type of thing? I wanted to know was I his first, which I was not mm. and you know, I just basically kept it a, a stack over there. I think we was together for like a year or something before any of that even happened. And I was like, we had been together for like, no, it might have even been longer than that. I met Zach when I was 14. Oh. So I think it was like 17 or something when I was from virginity. So he was around for a while and it was a conversation, but it wasn't like a necessity. And when it happened, I was ready and... He knew I was ready, and I came home and immediately told you about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it didn't have a that for me, but, um... I mean, I don't regret it. I was with Patrick for a while. Yeah, for high school, you know. Yeah. I mean, if you're with anyone longer than a year in high school, you're on to something. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay, but, you know, I mean, just... it it starts there that foundation starts there and it's just like why isn't there someone there not to tell me necessarily how to do it but like that you know this should feel you know good to you or you shouldn't feel obligated or like or you know if a dude says this he's just trying to get in your pants like you know I wish there was you know some sort of like little cheat book for you know young girls it's like is this nigga really into me or That's why young young girls need like a mentor or something because these are things that i tell italy which is my little sister this is these are things that i talk to her about because i know her mother's not so she's already hip to certain things because of me because i know she wouldn't hear from no one else i'm like girl you kind of green and I don't want to get over on you so listen let me read the text and let yeah. me let me translate and tell you what's really going on right because the only thing I heard growing up was don't even know how to wash in between your legs good talking about you like a little boy right <laughs> <laughs> ain't got a pot to piss in on winter to throw it out and Talking about you like a little boy yes. you're being fast you're right. yes, exactly. that's literally all I heard I didn't Literally, there was no positive reinforcement around me to be like... Because it's like, what age age do do you want positive reinforcement for having sex? Because you're not supposed to be having sex that freaking young anyway. So it's like, what age do you want to hear that? Like 18? Is that... I don't think... Okay, I don't think it's necessarily that we need to be taught about sex. But we do need to be... You know, taught to like be in charge of our own bodies at a really early age, like meaning, you know, that's that same kind of premise. Like the first boy that whispers sweet nothing's in your ear. If you're at home and like, okay, granted, there are some you know young girls that have like dads who like dote on them, and like you know a a boy saying some stuff to them doesn't impress them or whatever because they're hearing it at home or whatever, but. If, I mean, literally, when you're in, like, middle school, going to high school, the first boy to actually pay you some attention, it doesn't matter what he looks like, for <laughs> real, for real. Like, if he comes up to you and is like, I'm feeling you, and, like, starts buying you snacks and, like, wants to carry your books and, like, he's letting you know he's into you, you gonna be in him. Yeah. Now, now that I'm thinking about, like, the first person. Amber, please think long and hard. <laughs> I mean, the first poem, uh, I mean, that you got, it was just like, he wrote me a poem fall. fall. Oh, it was way before that Warren was the first, like, real. Well, from, like, third grade. Like, we dated off and off from, like, third grade to, like, I don't know, like, six or something here and there. He used to walk me home and all of that First of all why are you in third grade with a (laughs) (laughs) boyfriend dead ass on the phone all the time i literally did not have any boyfriend any anything until i was like seventh grade probably and that was like the first time i had like kissed a boy that was like the first like seventh grade for me these young kids now they're like getting head in bathrooms in middle school like it's so crazy now and i think it's because they have access to um sex in a way that we didn't so like first of all they see all this sexualized tv around them Mm -hmm. they hear all these songs like you know um there was a video going around of a little boy and like he was like playing with play-doh and kept saying that it sounded like pussy how the fuck do you know and everybody was like what the fuck are you talking about oh, whatever. he was like 7 to 8 years old no. he was like it sounded like pussy and like what the fuck are I'll smack the shit out of you little boy Like, what are you even talking about right now no. but these no. kids have been exposed to not sex not in a man. way that we were not and I don't that, that's definitely not y'all good gotta day. stop having sex when your kids is up and around and wait they, yeah. till they go outside school It's not necessarily a good thing. I'm not saying it's a good thing or it's a bad thing. And just they're exposed in a different way. Like we kind of had to like accidentally find out about, you know, sex and stuff like that. So like, I mean, when you become an adult, you have no choice but to figure it out for yourself and hope that you have friends or, you know, if, if you're, if you grew up around a more open minded set of people you're going to view sex in a different way than someone who grew up super religious like I was watching a video about a girl who had abstained from sex until she got married and Mm -hmm. was saying that it came with guilt and shame Mm -hmm. because she all her life had been taught to abstain 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 from sex until you get married and then you get married and now all bets are off Mm -hmm. now you can have sex whenever you want to but because you've been convicted so long over your life now you're free with this husband or this wife and you're scared to do it Right now they're scared to do it you know especially in like a religious place or whatever they don't know how anything works they don't know how to do it they don't know what they're doing they don't know what's supposed to feel good what's not you know I mean sex is a loaded question Wow, it really is. so you think you're gonna be having these conversations with your kids at what age? I don't I don't I don't know I don't because know I like, having sex at twelve yeah and it's just like shit like that or whatever it's like I don't want to be that that mother that is so naive to think that her kids is not out here doing no wild shit mm-hmm. and because I know that when we were younger we weren't necessarily doing wild shit I mean we was doing stuff that was pretty normal for the, our age but it's accelerated times 10 now and these kids know about strippers and throwing dollars and these kids is faking like they popping bottles with spark and wine and shit like it's just it's so grown everything is like these kids are growing up so damn fast so Mm -hmm. i guess i guess it should be more so from a place of teaching your kids what love feels like Mm -hmm. what love feels like or letting your kids see what love feels like you know if you happen to be in, you know, a loving relationship, even if it's not your kid's father or mother or whatever, if you really truly love that person from a deep place, your kids should see that. I don't like people that just completely hide away their emotions from their kids. Yeah. Your kids never see you kiss. They never see you hug. They never see you, you know, say, I love you to your partner. Like, I think that's weird. And that's how you raise heathens. (laughs) Like, that's why these little young niggas out here don't know how to say I love you or they just use it to get what they want from a girl or something like that because they never even heard that shit at home. Mm -hmm. They don't know what it even really feels like to hear somebody say I love you, I'm proud of you, you know, you're gonna do big things, big things popping, all of that. Like, it influences how you interact with other people. Mm -hmm. I mean... I don't know, I feel like we turned out alright. Oh, um, do you? But Mm-mm. I could say that I never had that uh I did a little bit later, I guess, as my mom got in, you know, relationships with, you know, other people, whatever. Um, but by that point it was just weird. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just fucking weird. I guess the point of this um, episode to wrap things up. The point of this episode is just that my eyes were opened in having that conversation with the men in the context of something so intimate, you realize that there's a lot of things missing from experiencing the fullness of a rich sex life or, you know, um, you know, really being involved with your partner to the max level of intimacy. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily have to be through... I mean, you know, it could be through foreplay. You know, there are people out here who don't know how to foreplay. Clearly. Who don't know about arousal. And that's why so many of these dudes... The girls are talking shit about you. Because you have no sensuality about you. No romanticism. You just wanna rabbit fuck the shit out of everything that you yeah, see. gross. I mean, cause people think that intimacy necessarily is sex, and it's not... It. Yeah, intimacy is not equal to sex. Intimacy is about so many other things or whatever, you know? Um, I've been reading about tantric um breathing or whatever. It's basically, like, when you stare into, like, your partner's eyes for, like, a long period go. of time, like, ten more minutes, ten or so more minutes, and, like, you breathe, like, heavily while you're that's staring spot. into their eyes. And, like, it's supposed to, like, unlock this portal of you know, this tantric sex that you have with each Girls other. Girls like that. pregnancy. Exactly. As it should. Mm. And, you know, <laughs> that level of intimacy is something that everybody should crave. And not just, oh, girl, you know what he did to me or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's some, you know, people out here who are just good lovers and they're going to put it down regardless. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's so cool. it, to feel intimacy and to feel loved and I mean, have you ever had a nigga hug, you during sex? Mm-hmm. You know, cry, you know. Oh, hold mean, up, hold up, hold up, ma'am. Cry? Yeah, I mean. Girl! Not a man, not a man. I'm about to say. Women are sir, bitches. what the fuck are you crying for? No. Amber, don't you know that song? Last night, me and my woman, we cried together. Okay, uh, of course I know the song because I'm an old bitch. Okay, um, so it but... happens. I mean, what if you are that in love that I've literally had a bitch so in love with me. Like, they just cannot believe that they're in this moment with me. And they are so in it that drip, drip, nigga. The tears came running. Please, no. Have you ever cried? No. Okay, so you, you know, know who the me. hell you're talking How could you to? be so heartless? Okay, anyway. I'm not heartless. I'm not about to cry nor okay. no sex. Girl, I'm thinking about shit, dance moves and shit. Amber, I cannot. Well, it's not something that should happen, I think, I think on a normal. But I'm just saying, like, that level of... Very passionate, of course. I mean, I was engaged. Oh. But, um... Yeah. Crying, no. Okay, well, maybe that's not for everyone. Okay. But, um... It happens, and you know, a lot of these younger, you know, uh millennials whatever think that it's corny or like, um, oh that's that shit corny or whatever, you know. And now y'all got city girls and (laughs) Megan Stallion telling y'all to jump on the dick and get slapped around. And and they in love like shit. And all of that (laughs) And they are are but yeah, like it's so much more involved than that and I don't know like how we can like advocate for like the youth to just be more open about talking about, even if they don't feel like they know what they're doing, even if you want to have sex at a young age, like I I should feel like I should be a mentor for the kids. Like that's the only way you're going to be able to, um, for that message. Yeah. Because you should look into some mentors. In so many words, it's like you have to go through all the fuck ups to figure out what works for you. How do you really plan on literally abstaining from sex until marriage. You ain't never rode the boat. You ain't never figured out and test drove the vehicle. I mean, nigga could just be throwing you any kind of old dick. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and I just think that's just so fucking weird or whatever be saving yourself for one person and like, I mean, he can one change what's in the Bible. He can have one ball. You don't even know. (laughs) And, like, you you, you madly in love with a nigga with one ball now. So they should just ignore that part of the Bible. I mean, I'm not saying that they should, you know, say if you're religious or whatever. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, take that from you or whatever. But it would just be very hard for me to be saving myself for this moment that might not impress me or might not make me feel good or you know any of that just like weird. I mean dad wasn't even for that like a dad like I was this is right around the time I started having sex and he was just like well I need to know if you are doing it or not and I'm just like why he was just like I gotta make sure you ain't you know on the other side and I'm like are you saying that I'm gay because I haven't had <laughs> sex <laughs> he was like, look, shit, I don't know you tell me what's going on. It's like, wow, that's that's like all you have to say about it? Yeah, our dad was definitely not the... Um he wasn't the not-my-baby-girl type of nigga. That, 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 <laughs> that's just not my dad. But all. he was like, oh, I ain't give none of these niggas the keys to Titty City and all that. Yeah. He say stupid shit like that. I got the key to that motherfucker. Yeah, like, he's so crazy. Like, <laughs> oh, gosh, that's dad for you. But, you know, we just, you know, just didn't have that, you know, find a man who loves you, who, you know... I mean, mom might have, you know, said that, you know, don't let a nigga treat you bad or nothing like that or right. whatever. But just like, it's so important. Like, it's so many bitches out here getting mediocre ass sex from these dudes don't even know it. <laughs> All right, oh right, because gosh. I told you that's this is the perfect example of the guy that was my first, which I love. You could not tell me I wasn't marrying that nigga. Right, okay. So I, I don't regret it, but um i really thought it was something like the shit hurting everything and then i was dealing with someone else after him and then i doubled back and me and him you know got to talking and we went to his house and i tried to have sex with him again girl can i tell you how i didn't feel it okay i didn't even know the dick was in there i said hold up you went to wakanda and came (laughs) back and, 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 and look, okay, it wasn't enough, and I felt so bad because he could tell. You know, I can't have my facial expression, and he literally stopped and was like, "What's wrong? I got some new news." And I was like, "You know, I don't think we should be doing this." But really, I did not. I couldn't tell it was even in. Exactly. I didn't know. Like now, it now imagine with you had saved yourself their whole <laughs> life on it. Well, then you would have thought it was amazing, right? I mean that is just that that right there in and of itself is the crime. Right. Is that you want a bitch to believe that the one nigga that she done fuck and waiting for is the nigga that's laying the Mac down the hardest. Right. Oh. You don't even man. think like oh, that. Oh hell no. You don't even think like that when um, you know, you are younger and, Well save yourself to marriage. You don't think about this shit. Yeah, yeah. Like you that. definitely don't. I mean, I'm not saying that it is uh, you know, not a good premise or whatever. Like I would want my child to wait as long as they could, but also in this society in this day and age or whatever you don't get that on the other end and you're saving yourself for someone who's already indulged in that way and it's just like I mean how important is it to I mean I guess it's important to you now you know I mean and what if the other person you're not there first and then they think you're you're whack and then now, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah they want to fuck around with somebody else because your shit's trash. I mean, I'm sorry. Sex for me changes everything. Yeah, it changes everything. You do got no car without test driving listen, it. Do you? I'm telling you, it could make or break. When I say break, break, okay? Like if if I'm not enjoying you in that in that way or whatever, then all bets is off. Right? Like I'm sorry, like not sorry. Anyway, I I can't. Well, I could go on and on and on about just like sex education and you know. As as far far as, I want to be a teacher so bad. I really do, you know. And and I was just about to say that, you know, when we're younger, we did you did sex ed in fifth grade, mm. fifth grade, and they literally only teach you about you know procreation and like how a woman's period works, and that's it. They don't tell you that. You know, at puberty, you know, you hit that age, and you feel like your privates are in a bottle rocket, and they just want to shoot out all over the place. Like, there's no one walking you through that. I don't know. Is there a book that we could give our kids or something? Like, <laughs> maybe we. How to deal should, with my horny ass? Team. We, we should create a book for our own kids. Yeah, like. And I, I, I don't know that I would want to be talking about dumb shit like nipple playing, and foreplay and <laughs> shit. But just like, you know, that, you know, it could hurt your first time, but it shouldn't feel like this, or you shouldn't feel, um, coerced, you know, or, you know, for even, you know, for men or whatever, I don't know what the fuck to say to dudes, because they just want to do it, but, right. you know, I don't know, I mean, chicken soup for the sex education team, so, we, I don't we know. Need to get on this. This, this, this could be a money maker, <laughs> this really could, but... It spills over because you go right from high school into, you know, a lot of people college where you have this freedom and your sexuality explodes and like you see all the Miss Mary Matt ass bitches go to college <laughs> and wow the fuck out. Yes. Because no one's talking to them about you know the onslaught of niggas that are going to be trying to get at them and what's genuine and what's not not just don't let a nigga play you and right. you know where that nigga money at or whatever like I need to know do this nigga let me <laughs> <for that>? like <laughs> and men too women get out here they, after your money they you know are you driving a nice car all of that like y- y'all niggas need to know if y'all getting played too cause some of y'all stupid Real bad. Like, real fucking bad, bro. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I don't know what next week's episode is going to be about. I don't know if we should, you know, branch this off into another dimension. I don't know. But I just wanted to have the conversation about, like, you know, you know, those moments for you and how you've developed into, you know, an adult uh, uh, surrounding, you know, how you deal with, you know, sex and, you know, sexuality. I mean, I know for me... It's a little bit different because I was in high school when I really first started having feelings for girls. And literally, I had, you know, been with a guy, and even my boyfriend at the time used to tell me I was gay all the time. And, like, in a joking way or whatever, but he would say it all the time. And then, straight up, Katy Perry style, I kissed a girl and I liked it. It was like all the signals went off for me, like fireworks. It was like, oh, crap. This is what it's supposed to feel like. And from then on, I was so you never had fireworks from kissing a guy? Let <laughs> <laughs> me just see the space, y'all. Okay. No. Really? No. Mm. I've had, like, good kissers, and, like, I just feel like men always want to ravage me, like, I'm like a... Baked potato next to a steak, <laughs> and it's just like there's no passion behind it, and it's like I want to get my tongue as far down your throat as it'll go Ew. and swirl it around like a <laughs> like a milkshake, and then I want you to slob on my knob and that's it. Like oh, I, don't I don't know, goodbye, I just. Please. I just never felt that sensuality from a man, even as I got older or whatever. I just never had that passion for a man that I did for a woman. I, I, you know, did my thing. Nothing more passionate. It ain't nothing better than a passionate thug. I'm telling you. What in the boondocks? <laughs> no, I, I gotta get off of here. Um, yeah, we'll be back <laughs> next week. Uh, where we might be talking about sex again. Who (laughs) freaking knows? I don't know what this is turned into, but let let it be. Let it be. Um, Yes, and slow jams. Yes. I remember when we used to have to sneak and listen to that shit after like midnight and mom would come in the room and be like, You too young to be listening to that and like we would be listening to her like, you know, talk about like real shit. Yeah.
1: And like Maybe that's where we was, got like, from.
0: <laughs> probably. What's her name? Uh what's her name? Jeannie Jones? I don't know. I don't know what her name was, but
1: whoever oh, Jeannie,
0: yeah. Yeah, love talk and slow. And she was putting us on D. I think Mom didn't want us to listen because she was calling in. Oh, you know what, Mom? Maybe you was Mom because you do sound like a phone sex operator on your voice, man. Mm-hmm. She probably was calling. In. I had a question. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm really I'm I'm leaving y'all. Okay. Um. Uh. Yeah, we'll talk to y'all next week. I love you for free sugars. Bye. Bye.